0: Hey, everybody. This is Ben Thompson. Welcome to this Flashpoint Flashback. On this episode from April, we talk about Charlotte's red-hot real estate market. You've got multiple buyers and bidding wars. It's great if you're a seller, for sure. Not so much if you're the buyer. In fact, some neighbors are being pushed out of communities they've lived their entire lives because they can't afford to live there anymore. So we talk to folks on both ends of this sizzling market and we hope you enjoy this Flashpoint flashback from April 25th. Joining us today is realtor and property manager as well as the president of the Canopy Realtor Association, David Kennedy. Mr. Kennedy, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it.
1: Glad to be here, Ben. Thank you for having me.
0: All right, so uh, tell me, quite the time to have your job uh, here in Charlotte. Uh, your best summation of what in the world <laughs> is going on in the Charlotte real estate market right now. I mean, it's it's literally what everybody's talking about.
1: So I think this is a once in a generation, uh, real estate market. I think it began back in 2007, eight, nine back in the recession years where the headlines were foreclosures, but the B side of those headlines were builders uh, losing their business, you know, small builders, medium sized builders, and uh, they never came back. So what that led to was year after year for well over a decade of more households being formed than houses being built to house these households. And so we've kicked the can uh, down the road for over 12 years, uh, and now we're at a pinch in our inventory. And because Charlotte is such a desirable place to come, uh, it's not just affecting the people that live here and work here, uh, it's being uh, exacerbated by the people that want to enter into our market. So, a uh, very, very small amount of inventory out there and quite a bit of demand.
0: And the, the dynamic you're describing to me right now, that doesn't seem to me at least it, that's going to be changing anytime in the near future. I mean, we're getting ready to go into summer. Summer, of course, is t- traditionally a, a super hot time for the market. Um, and then beyond, Charlotte's still going to be a growing, uh, a, a thriving city. Are, are you expecting this dynamic to, to, to ease up at all?
1: Uh, we'd like to think that there's going to be some introduction of some inventory in the market. Um, it, there is no quick fix to this. So um, what we need is more inventory and what we need is more affordable inventory. And while we're encouraged uh, that we will have uh, new listings introduced to the market uh, that we traditionally enjoy uh, during this and the upcoming months at uh, this time of the year, in the upcoming months, um, it, it will not be enough to meet the demand. So Obviously we're encouraged, uh, but uh, we know that it won't be enough. Um,
0: We've got a list of some of the hot uh, zip codes right now in Charlotte and um, they run the gamut, you know, from, you know, Huntersville, Steel Creek, Wesley Heights. Uh, What are making these zip codes so hot?
1: Well, there is the underlying theme of when a pocket of housing units or a zip code is quote unquote hot. The underlying theme is is twofold. It's affordability and availability. In other words, inventory that's affordable. So if you see pockets of uh, areas in Charlotte that are bucking the average, which the average uh, you know inventory is 18 days, so if you see areas that sales are going up or there's more inventory, uh, if there's sales going up, then there's more inventory and it's more affordable. Um, if there's more inventory, that means there's probably more uh, what we call multi-family units. Uh, the price of land here in Charlotte is such that it makes it a little bit easier uh, for builders to build multi-parcels, or excuse me, multi-units on one parcel of land uh, than just one unit on one parcel of land
0: and what do you see as being, I guess, the next big, hot zip code? I don't think... It's hard
1: to predict. However, um, the one thing that I believe drives uh, commerce, it drives uh, population, uh, it drives value, is access to transit. And so wherever you see, transit being construction or transit being proposed, that proposition needs to be done responsibly because it will ultimately drive activity. Um, One case in point is uh, the south end area. Once they put the links blue line in there, um, everybody seemed to flock. So that's the next, I think, indicator. So it's not necessarily a zip code or an area. It is centered around where the transit overlays will be. And I think that's that's the beacon that we need to keep our eye on.
0: Your message to folks watching this morning who are scared to get in on this um, because they know selling their house is gonna be a lot of fun. They'll get you know offers over asking, uh, but then they gotta go buy somewhere. And that's what they're worried about. What would you tell those people? So
1: the first thing you do is, is you, you get the advice of a realtor. The second thing you do is get the advice of a realtor. There is one realtor for every 230 people in the United States of America. And each realtor can identify, that's a good thing because each realtor can identify or help you identify what your individual approach to this market could be that would be most advantageous to you. Then once you get there, you have to understand that it's going to be a whole heck of a lot easier for you to sell something than it is for you to buy something so uh, you'll get a great offer on on a property that you list. Um, It's just what you want to do with that money where you want to spend it and you do need to begin with the end in mind and have a place to go before uh, you list and sell because it is uh, quite easier to sell than it is to buy.
0: Uh, don't need to get bogged down in, in local policy, but it's something we talk about a lot on, on in this show. Um, and that's the the 2040 plan the city leaders are talking about uh, that, that deals with single family zoning and, mm-hmm. duplex and uh, duplexes and uh, triplexes. And I know it's been controversial. Uh, what is your view of that as somebody who's wanting there to be more inventory in the city?
1: <laughs> so no housing in and of itself is is racist or discriminatory, whether it be single family or multifamily. However, housing has been used as a tool to discriminate. And so the balance that we have here is trust. There are some people that are afraid of single family homes because of how it can be used. There's some people that are afraid of multifamily homes uh, because of how those can be used. And what everyone needs is a level of trust that the right type of housing will be used in the right situation and that level of trust needs to be built in the 2040 comprehensive plan. I'm optimistic uh, but there's some things in the 2040 plan that I'd like to see modified slightly uh, but I am excited that we're not uh, that Charlotte is not flying by the seat of their pants when it comes to development and building uh, that we're actually trying to set a plan in
0: place. All right final question uh your prediction one year out from right now April going into May uh, of 2022 Uh, will we still be talking about the same issues here in Charlotte? as we know, Charlotte's going to still be a thriving, growing real estate market. Uh, But are we going to be talking about the same problems?
1: To an extent, absolutely. And here's the thing, that is not necessarily a bad thing because there are people in incredibly densely populated cities that want to come to Charlotte. And what will that do? It will turn us into an incredibly densely populated city. That's not necessarily good or bad in and of itself. But what Charlotte is poised to do in the 2040 comprehensive plan is grow intelligently. And so there is going to be some growing pains that come along with that intelligent growth. And I think the pains will be worth it. So let's grow in a way that's gonna help a lot of people, as many people as we possibly can. If that means we're like an Irish pub on St. Patrick's Day and we're one in, one out for the next year, I think that's something that we can live with. So I think down the road, the, the longer, bigger picture, I think we're poised for more intelligent growth and success, but we will be talking about this to an extent next year.
0: Yeah, and probably the year after that and the year after that, it's a it's a, you know, a, price of the success, I guess, the city's having and, and that's that's only a good thing. Uh, All right. Listen, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it so much. Uh, Fascinating topic. And uh, Mr. Kennedy, you are in the middle of all of it right now. I can only (laughs) imagine what it's like. All right. Uh, David Kennedy, uh, join, join us this morning on Flashpoint. Mr. Kennedy, thank you. Appreciate it. Joining us now for the second part of the show, community activist Colette Forrest. Uh, She has lived in Wesley Heights for 20 years now. Um, As you heard in our last segment, that's perhaps the hottest uh, zip code right now in the Charlotte real estate market. Okay, this is both a a, a blessing and a curse as as well for folks. Uh, Give us your perspective in a situation like this as someone who's been in, in one of these neighborhoods for a long time
2: well taxes you know the number one thing that you have to worry about if you are a black homeowner in one of these quickly gentrifying neighborhoods is taxes you can go from paying less than a thousand dollars in property taxes to paying almost three thousand dollars in property taxes and that's what i've experienced from 2011 to present date. So you need to be aware of programs. Mecklenburg County has a program that helps persons with taxes. I'm blessed. I've got a representative Mark Jarrell who represents District 4 that encompasses Wesley Heights that allows his citizens and his constituents to know about these programs. But you've got a lot of legacy owning grandmothers who owned their homes in Wesley Heights 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, and they passed on now, and so their grandbabies are now homeowners, and they don't know what to do. Let's say that grandma had the property taxes to fall behind. So now you're really looking at a staggered amount of money that you have to pay, and it it could seem like it's enormous. And here we come, open the door for predatory, people that are mailing you things, hey, I'll buy your house for two hundred thousand dollars. I'll buy your house for a hundred thousand dollars. What you don't know is that That's nothing to purchase the same type of home in Charlotte today with the market and how it's escalated. So it's a gift and a curse. Living in Wesley Heights now, seeing the growth, I'm appreciative, but I'm also scared for my elderly neighbors, my legacy homeowners and their grandbabies and their ability to keep up with paying for the home that their grandfather, grandmother worked so hard to acquire and pass on to them
0: devil's advocate. And I realize as the host of the show, it's much more complicated than this, Uh, but just devil's advocate. Why not cash out? Sell, sell the house, make some money and and go somewhere else. Why is it not that simple?
2: So here's the thing. and, And I really appreciate that perspective. I am about whatever is best for the family. They might be facing dire financial crises that it might be within their scope of things to sell. And I don't mind anyone doing what's in their best interest, but be informed. Don't sell your house for undervalue. You're selling your house for $100,000 or $150,000 because somebody mailed you a flyer. But what you may not realize, if you take the time to go through a realtor, and I'm not a realtor and I'm not promoting realtors. But what I'm saying is make sure that you have someone informed that will give you the best value for your home. Because the worst thing you want to do, sell your home for $100,000. Someone's going to buy it, flip it, and they're going to sell it for $500,000. And I have seen that happen doors down from me on my street. So you want to make sure that you get everything that your home is worth what do you think about your new neighborhood? It's not your new
0: neighborhood, but it's become a new neighborhood. What do you think of it?
2: It's scary. It's scary as a black woman, and I have a black son that's 14 years old. I have lived in this neighborhood since 2000 and owned my home since 2000. And I walk the neighborhood and I can go several streets and several blocks and I don't see a black person. The diversity is gone in my neighborhood. It must be eighty to eighty five percent white and the remaining portion legacy homeowners and black. It's scary. My neighborhood no longer has a diversity that it used to. And when I drive out, of the bordering street, Freedom Drive. I love seeing good couture, life events, and Nobles got a smokehouse and all of this development. But I know with development comes gentrification, and so now I'm looking on the other side of the street to Columbus Heights, and they're getting gentrified. So it's 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 a gift and a curse.
0: It's a gift and a curse. It's it's it really is because also you talk about. Um, some historically black neighborhoods I- in this town, a- and you go up north of where you are, mercury Heights, and a- neighborhoods that, for one, oh, yes. were, were, were divided by the interstate system. Um, you know, uh, some folks say that's a controversial idea. That's just the facts. That's just what happened. Um, it is. There's not it really is. Any and debate sometimes about
2: people it. have a hard time with the truth, like what was done with the neighborhood of Brooklyn, you know? I mean, the truth is the truth. You can't alter it. You can't airbrush it. The truth is the truth. And you just
0: don't want to repeat it. And, and to your point, you want to make sure that, that um, these neighborhoods are, are maintaining, some, maintaining some diversity and, um, you know, um, their original uh, sort of uh, character and the people who, who, who yes. made them what, what they are. What do you think? I asked our last segment about it. What, what do you think about the, the Charlotte 2040 plan? We've had you on before talking about um, housing issues and, and, uh, and the like. What do you think about this whole debate over single family dwellings versus duplexes, triplexes? What what do you think
2: about it? I want the city to do what's best for the least of these. Everyone talks about, and everybody got so shook when they did this study, and it was shown that if you were born poor in Charlotte, you're going to stay poor in Charlotte. Well, the fact of the matter: very little has changed since that report, regardless of the gas. Nothing has changed pretty much from that report. So be it single unit, be it duplexes, if you're going to cram people into a space, make sure that the people that are being crammed in, number one, we don't want to cram folks, but that they're educated and they know what their rights are as a homeowner, as a renter, and they know their value. That's my problem, because the density is going to be such that I don't want for one neighborhood like it used to be. You could look at Wesley Heights. You could look at Hidden Valley. You could look at Macquarie Heights, and you could say, wow, that's a black neighborhood. Columbus Circle. That's now being gentrified and you can say that's a black neighborhood. Not so much now. Smallwood, Bitterwood, Wesley Heights, Macquarie Heights. They're all gentrified and I just don't know if that's a good thing. And I don't know if the 2040 plan is a good thing because I just don't believe that it's looking out for the least of these. I think our neighborhoods are going to be ravaged. We're going to look up and we're going to wonder where have all the black and brown people gone?
0: That's why we uh, need to have continue having conversations like the one you and I are having, but they don't always need to be on air. They can be just between neighbors and friends and, and people who don't look like you and think like you. And um, these conversations got to keep on happening um, to make sure that we don't repeat the mistakes of the past. So, Colette Forrest, Colette, always a pleasure to have you on. You're very kind to ever invite me. Thank you. All right. Thanks for joining us for this Flashpoint flashback. And be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you next week.